Canadian Wants to Know. Ein Podcast für Englischlernende in Deutschland, der kraftvolle Geschichten und anregende Fragen nutzt, damit ihr auf unterhaltsame Weise eure Sprachkenntnisse verbessern, vertiefen und festigen könnt. Hier ist euer Host, the Canadian George Robledo. Welcome, Ashley, to my podcast. Thank you for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do, who you are, where you're from, some basic stuff, you know? Sure. Little introduction to myself. My name is Ashley Mateos, and I work in Freiburg, Germany for the Karlschwarz House, which is the German American Institute in Freiburg. And I organize the English language program for adults and in companies. And I also am in charge of our German American business community for the Karlschwarz House. I am from the US. I'd like to say that I'm from Maine. In truth, I've moved around a lot, and I really only lived in Maine when I went to college, <laughs> but that's where my family is, so that's where I call home. Uh, and I have lived in Germany since, oh boy, uh, January 2010, so I've been here for a while. Yeah, I first came, uh, and I was an English teacher for the first five years here, and then I transitioned over to the Kraschwitz House into the role where I am now. Cool, cool. Very exciting. And what are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about small talk. Small talk. Right? Yes. And I think you mentioned a little bit that sometimes it gets a bad rap. People yes. think it's just about the weather. Oh, how's the <laughs> weather? Oh, it was snowing. Oh, but here it's a spring weather. Like, but it's so much more than that. So can you tell me why you think small talk is important? I think that small talk is extremely important uh, for anybody to master, whether you have English as your native language or whether you're learning it as a language. Uh, as I mentioned uh, pre-podcast, I, I do think that small talk gets a, a bad rap because people think that it's just about the weather or it's very superficial and you don't really get anything out of it. And it just feels very forced, I think, uh, when in fact, what small talk really does is help you get to know somebody on a more personal level and facilitate a little connection. And you don't know what that connection is going to be. So that's why you have these small talk questions that you throw out there. I mean, you start with introducing yourself with your name, of course, uh, and but then depending on the situation that you're in. So for example, if you're at a conference and you were just in a talk, then you can ask them a question based on that talk. And then maybe that leads to what it is that they do for work. You can ask them a bit more about that. If their work and your work have nothing at all in common, then that's when you start to find something that's in the small talk realm of personal without going too deep, because a lot of people find that quite uncomfortable if you go too deep too quick. <laughs> uh, but then you're, you're just basically trying to bounce questions and ideas off of one another until you find that thread. And then a conversation starts to flow naturally. So the idea is kind of, we're trying to build trust. Rapport is a great word. Definitely. Um, connection. Mm -hmm. That's right. You're trying to, yeah, build up trust with them, build up this rapport with them, exactly. as we've mentioned. It, yeah. It's not just about killing time or just asking questions because you're bored and you don't know what else to talk about. It's about how can I connect with this person before we start talking business or anything else. Mm -hmm. right? so we first start just at a human level and then we can move on. Have you noticed, because you've lived here much longer than I have, have you noticed that there's differences between how Germans engage in small talk compared to Americans? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I would say in general, I've noticed that Germans engage in small talk only when they already know each other, as opposed to Americans, you engage in small talk with people who you don't know. 
uh, and in order to get to know them better and in order to perhaps start up a friendship or to perhaps start up a business connection. Uh, whereas, yeah, when you try to do that here in Germany, it's, uh, it's a little... It's a little rough, I would say, <laughs> because I think a good visual for small talk would be uh, if you have a, a pool of water and that's conversation yeah, at, a, at an in-depth level. You have the shallow end and you have the deep end too, uh, but you don't know if the water is cold, if the water is hot. Yeah? So you want to first kind of dip your toe into it to see how you feel about it, see how comfortable you are with it, and then slowly ease your way into it before you go straight into that deep end. Yeah? Uh, and so I think that a lot of people feel that, yeah, small talk is just too superficial. Oh, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent now. I'm, I've lost your question. I'm sorry. Differences between Americans and how Germans engage in small talk. Yes, Germans and Americans in small talk. Uh, so I think a good example, particularly when it comes to networking, is if you go to an event where you have mainly Americans and they're doing networking, everybody's going to be there to strike up a conversation, to try to meet new people, come up with new business contacts, or even just um, conference going buddies, yeah, that maybe you do the same conference circuit together. Uh, whereas if you go to a German networking event, it's more about connecting with people who you already know or introducing others to people that you already know. And so if you go there alone and you don't know anybody and nobody's going to be introducing you, you'll find it quite hard to <laughs> break through that wall, break through that kind of thick outer layer that Germans seem to have. Yeah, I would agree with that. And maybe some of the German listeners, they can send me a message to see if they think that we're on the right path because we're not originally from here. So mm -hmm. it's just our experience of life here and doesn't mean that it's objective. It's just <laughs> the way we've experienced it. So would you say that perhaps a German going into an English speaking networking event, that it would be much easier for them as a newcomer to engage in small talk there? Oh, I definitely. Um, first and foremost, because if you have a German or anybody who is Uh, so, for example, if it's a conference in America, maybe your company's sending you to Tampa, Florida, and you um, it's going to be all in English, all, mainly Americans, maybe a couple of other international business people. Uh, but you go there, the very first thing that people are going to find out about you is that you are not from Florida. <laughs> and unless you have a very convincing accent, but we can talk about accents later. The It's going to be so interesting to them that there's a German there at their conference. So first of all, that you're not from there. So there's a lot to talk about there. And then maybe they've visited Europe before or they've never been to Germany. So they want to know more about it. They're going to be asking you tons of questions because they're going to be so intrigued by you and what you bring. And then that's going to cover your small talk. I mean, it'll, it'll be a breeze for you then. So you'll, all, you'll already get in. They'll do all of the heavy lifting for you. And then uh, you'll be able to hopefully strike up uh, a chord with them where you find uh, that smooth rapport and you're able to connect on a certain level, whether it be the hobbies that you enjoy or whether it's your field of business. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 in Canada, I've also had the same experience that we, we just show an interest. It's like, oh, cool. A new person. Who are you? Tell me about you. Uh, tell me about yourself. So what I would like to kind of remind the German audience is that you don't need to feel the pressure to be perfect. Your English doesn't need to be perfect. Your grammar doesn't need to be perfect. The most important thing is that 
you're there and that you are willing to engage with others. And people will listen and people will ask you. So you don't have to be perfect, right? That's kind of the first key for you guys to remember when you're engaging in small talk. It's not about the perfect grammar. It's just about showing an interest in someone else. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, I'm sure you can speak more to this than, than I can, George, but Canadians are some of the nicest people that you, that you'll meet. Yeah, you they're think, huh? <laughs> they're going they're going to want to talk to you about any and everything, and and they're going to do it with a smile on their face. Yeah, a lot of Americans will do that too, but I think overall the Canadians just have that such positive demeanor about them, and and they're just inquisitive, and just like the podcast, a Canadian wants to know. Right? I know that was the whole idea. I'm like, ooh, I have questions. Who can I talk to to mm -hmm. get answers? <laughs> I would agree, and the reason I agree with you is um, there's certain national stories that were told growing up. Like in Germany, there's like the cliche is punctuality, right? Mm -hmm. So to be a German is to be punctual. So this is kind of like ingrained into the minds of children. From a young age, you need to be punctual. If you, if you, if you want to show respect for someone's time, you are there on time. In Canada, the national story is be nice. Like every child is told this from a young age, in order to be Canadian, you have to be nice. If you're not nice, that's not very Canadian of you. So we've all been kind of like, I don't know if it's brainwashed or conditioned that this is the way we have to be in order to be Canadian. So I don't know. Then I eventually mean, that's what it becomes. If you're brainwashed <laughs> to be nice, that's not a bad thing, I would say. So I would agree with you. And I noticed it when I went back. I, I, I was here for three years before I went home for the first time. And I walked into the bank and I had to do some, some I had to fix some, some things there with my bank. And the lady's like, oh, wow. And I told her that I, I was living in Germany. And I was like, wow, Germany. And then she started asking me questions about Germany. I was like, wow, so you haven't been home in three years? Yeah, I haven't been home. So that's why I have this problem here. I have to feel, oh, yeah, no, I can definitely help you. And I was like standing there for about 10 minutes and people behind, but nobody cared. Then the guy behind also wanted to ask me some questions about Germany. <laughs> and then we just had a nice little chat. And then I went to the supermarket and then the lady could see that I was buying a lot of like camping supplies. It's like, oh, where are you guys going this weekend? Oh, we're going out to, to Jasper. We're going to spend the weekend. Oh, wow, that's so cool. And then you just have conversations with mm. the most random people about anything and everyone... It's so nice. Mm -hmm. And I miss that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I miss that's it. also, I mean, that's not to say that Germans aren't nice because Germans certainly no, are quite, they're, 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 they're a very nice polite. people. They're polite. Yeah. I, I think that the biggest, the biggest difference is that first they want to know you before mm -hmm. they're able to show that kindness and that nice side to them. Whereas Canadians, U.S. Americans, uh, we put on this be nice polite so in in america it's more about or in the u.s america when i say america i mean the united states of america i just feel weird about saying u.s by itself it's but very, i am yeah. well aware that america is canada and the u.s yeah. and mexico but it's okay i think yeah. the world understands okay <laughs> <laughs> um i've been corrected on this before and so I, i've been trying to correct myself but in in america you want to be nice and polite and get to know somebody because you never know who that person is going to be in your life. Maybe the person who is 
bagging your groceries is going to be your boss someday, or maybe that's going to be your future brother-in-law, or, you know, you're, you're not sure and you don't know where these connections will lead you. And so you have what, so I feel like Germans will look at the American niceness and see that as very superficial when in fact it's, uh, it is, yeah, it's being polite, but it's also, it's, it's part of that mentality of, well, let's try to treat each other well because maybe I'll need you in the future or maybe we'll meet again. Yeah. Maybe our paths will cross and we want to make sure that this interaction is, is a good one. And so I, I feel like at least in the U S sense, it's more of a, because we're always, we're talking about climbing that ladder, right? We're talking about thriving, going from rags to riches, the American dream. And so everybody's pushing for that. And so you want to be nice to people so that you're able to move up that ladder if an opportunity presents itself. Yeah. So it's not, um, I don't know if I'm saying this the way that I want to be saying it actually, but there's an amount of superficiality to it, but that doesn't make it any less genuine, I would say. Yeah. Good example. Uh, A friend of mine is half German, half American. She went with her German mother into a mall, walked into the gap, and they have greeters at stores like that. And they said, oh, hi, how are you doing today? And that's what they say to everyone as they walk in, as opposed to just, hello, they say, hi, how are you? And then you just either just keep walking or you say, yeah, good. And then you just keep going, right? You don't stop. You don't talk. That's just, it's just a greeting. Yeah? However, they had gone to a couple of stores already. And then finally, her, her German mother was just like, oh, oh, let me tell you about the day that I've been having. <laughs> And really let this greeter know about her entire day, how her legs were aching and how she just got off the flight and da, da, da. And so um, she really unleashed that, which the greeter was not expecting. However, the greeter still listened and said, oh, you know, well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about that. Oh, well, I, I hope that your leg gets better and, you know, make sure you prop it up when you're done shopping. Let me know if there's anything I can help you with when you're inside. Yeah, so then they're still being polite and professional and they still listen. It's not expected, <laughs> but um, it, it's still there and can be reciprocated in that fashion. No, that's a really funny example because I see it with my students every week. Because mm. for me, it's automatic. Hey, how are you? And then my students always think about that question. And then I start laughing. I'm like, this is not a question to think about. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's only two appropriate answers. I'm fine or I'm well, I'm good. Like there's, there's no, (laughs) there's no situation where you actually have to tell the person how your week was Mm -hmm. in English, in English, in German, it would be different. Do you also have the the feel for the differences? So for example, I know that at least with with fellow U.S. Americans, that if they, if I ask them, Hey, how are you doing? How's it going? And, And they say, yeah, good. Yeah. Then, okay. Exactly. Yeah. They're, they're good. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. Okay. Good. But if they say the way that they say, okay. So if they say, mm, yeah, all right. Okay. Okay. Or if they say fine. Yeah. Then I know that. Oh, okay. So that's not going to, to great You're for right. you right now. <laughs> Absolutely. So the words are the same, but the tone, right. That mm-hmm. will determine whether like what they, how they actually feel. Mm-hmm. And then depending on how well you already know this person, mm-hmm. 
is then what constitutes a follow-up question or not. Because if you add a follow-up question and it's somebody that you don't really know, it can be seen as an invasion of their privacy or personal life, and maybe they'll feel very uncomfortable with that. But if it's somebody that you know, if it's a friend or a family member, then you say, oh, you know, what's what's wrong? You, you want to talk about it? And then you can dive, dive deeper into that. And so I think when there is a matter of concern that's up in the air, or if somebody does feel like sharing their feelings, again, it's not rejected. It's still taken in and you take the time to deal with that. However, a typical greeting, I think another good visualization of this is you have two people walking past and they say, oh, hi, George, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, Ashley, how's it going? And then you just keep going. Just keep going. You don't stop. <laughs> you just keep uh, going. That's me. And my wife, she kind of gets a note because I do this every week when I see the neighbor. Uh, he's, he's, he's an Englishman. So, hey, Trevor, how's it going? And I'll keep walking because I'm, I'm going out. And then he'll start saying, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'll keep walking. And my wife says, stop. <laughs> you need to stop and talk to him. I'm like, why? <laughs> I said hi. And we chatted for those couple of seconds as I continued on my walk. Until you're out of earshot, right? Exactly. <laughs> so that's how I do it. But Germans do it different. You got to stop there mm-hmm. right? if you actually want to engage. So I can, I can kind of understand sometimes for Germans who, who say, okay, it's quite complicated. Like these rules with small talk and how are you? It's a lot of thinking because for mm-hmm. them, it's more like, I'm only going to ask you if I want to know. Mm-hmm. Or else they'll just say, hello. If they don't really want to know, they're just going to say hello. So it kind of does seem communication is simpler here. <laughs> yeah, true. Or you have the simple nah. Yeah. Nah. Well, <laughs> when I say, um, how are you to my, my mother-in-law, her answer is, nah, yeah. Nah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So then I know. Right? <laughs> um, whereas for us, it's always going to be the same answer, but the tone. Mm-hmm. And then you have to be able to read the tone right. that the person speaks it in is like wow so if you grow up in that context you don't think about it you just do it automatically Mm -hmm. but i i think for a german we'll have to kind of be aware of that Mm -hmm. that in general that's not a question for you to think about but if the person answers with a particular tone to be aware okay they're not doing so well Mm -hmm. and then i can ask a follow-up question And I think uh, tone is a huge topic between me and my husband as well. Oftentimes he'll respond with a certain tone and then I have to say, oh, did you, do you not want to do what I just asked you to do? Because it sounds like in the tone, oh, this tone. <laughs> but I think there, there's actually a really good uh, game out there. I don't know if you've played it with your students before. Oh, what is it called? Where basically you have a sentence. So you pull a sentence or a question and then you also pull an emotion. And so you have to say that sentence or question with that emotion. And then the other people have to guess how you're feeling. And I think that this is a really good exercise for Germans in listening to that tone or also practicing tone in their voice as well. That's really interesting. I haven't done that game, mm-hmm. but it is true. I think probably for us, we're much more aware of that mm-hmm. because our communication is not direct. So because a lot of our communication is indirect, we're not simply paying attention to words. We're mm-hmm. also paying attention to how they use words and how they say words. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think about that, but I think that's part of why maybe our communication, we think about this tone much more. Definitely. And if you look at the um, sociocultural context, so German is a high context culture and us Americans have a lower context culture, just like with the French as well, also a lower context culture. And so you don't need as much information before going into a situation. 
whereas Germans need a lot of information before going into that situation. And then when you have language added in there as well, and then these tones and these subtleties, it's something it's, it's very hard to pick up. And it's something that you need to you need to practice, you need to train your ear to, and you really just have to, in a way, kind of let go and let yourself fall into the language as well. That's oftentimes I, I, I would tell my students that, you know, you're, you're very tense right now, actually, because you're trying so hard to say everything so perfectly. However, your, your meaning is getting lost. And so really just try to just relax and fall into it. Sometimes if you have a class and you just have a glass of wine with it, that usually helps the English flow a little better. <laughs> and you might make uh, grammatical mistakes. However, the, the meaning is coming across more or that tone or that emotion is coming through so that the other party understands what you're trying to say, even if you're not saying it perfectly. Exactly. And I think that's kind of what we need to remember. It's not about being perfect. It's about communicating and connecting. And that comes even when you make mistakes. And maybe the other person doesn't understand you the first time, but they'll ask you, oh, what did you mean? And then you can say it in a different way. And that's okay. People will forgive you for your mistakes. <laughs> and then you're having a conversation too, exactly. right? Then you're passing the ball back and forth as opposed to one person, I talk now and then you talk now. Exactly. And yeah, that's what you want. You want that rapport, right? Absolutely. What are some other tips you would give to particularly Germans or any learner of English who wants to improve their small talk? I would say, uh, let's see, tips to improve your small talk. I would say that with small talk, it is highly situational. And so I wouldn't go into a small talk setting with prepared small talk points yeah, because it's going to also come across as forced. Yeah, you should, of course, prepare yourself in advance for certain topics of conversation that might come up, but there's no need to rehearse these certain questions. Um, I think that as somebody who has found myself in many intercultural and small talk situations, that I'm, I, I think my, my go-to is just talking to them about where they're from, what they do for work. Yeah, that kind of, that seems to work no matter what the situation is. If you happen to be in a social setting, for example, you're invited to a wedding or a birthday party, then when you introduce yourself to someone, immediately thereafter, you say, oh, um, I know the, for example, I know Karen from a, a work event that we did several years ago. She was our photographer. How do you know her? And then you find out that she was also a photographer for something that they did. And then you have that commonality there. And then you can say, oh, were you also at this event? And then you can try to put these pieces together. And so I think it's very important when you go into these situations that you really keep your mind and your eyes open, not only for all of these social clues, but also to let all of that information filter into you so that you can put those pieces together. And then present it back in such a way where you say, okay, I'm learning all of these bits of information about you. I'm going to be an active listener and show you that, look, this is the information that you gave me. Now I'm going to give it back to you. And uh, then hopefully you'll give it back to me again. And then you have that nice ping pong effect. No, that's a very good point. So we don't go in with rehearsed questions. We actively listen. Yes. And then kind of give follow-up questions. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just kind of go with the flow, go with the flow, go into it as relaxed as possible. Because mm -hmm. if you're, if you appear as very nervous, that can also make the other person nervous. Sure. Yeah. 
Definitely. So, yeah. So little things like that. But again, I, and I continue to make this point because this is my weekly challenge. Mistakes are part of the process. I don't know if you've had that, but when I first moved to Germany, it was almost like every second German, oh no, my English is too bad. My English is terrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My English is terrible. I have to remind my students, one of the rules is you're not allowed to apologize because they apologize a lot. Oh, sorry, George. Sorry, George. I'm like, no, you have to stop apologizing (laughs) for your English. It's part of the process. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've had that where a German will say, oh, I'm sorry for my English. Definitely. It It still happens all the time. And when I... I met my, my husband is German. We met in England. And when we first met, uh, he said that he spoke a little bit of English when he was clearly fluent in English. And I would say, well, I would say that I speak a little bit of French. Maybe I can go into a restaurant and order something, but I certainly couldn't have a conversation like we're having right now. <laughs> and you say you speak a little bit of English. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I agree with you 100%. You nev- never apologize for, for your language mistakes. Unless it's, have, unless it's referring to offensive language, then, I mean, that's, that's a, a different area. But when we're talking about learning the, the like language. Grammar and, mistakes yeah, that's, or using no. the wrong vocabulary mm-hmm. word. It, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I will ask you again. If I don't understand you the first time, I'm like, oh, can you explain that again? Or I didn't quite catch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you mean? Or what do you mean? And, and and then the communication continues. Mm-hmm. And that's also part of this ping pong effect that mm-hmm. we were talking about before and building up a rapport mm-hmm. is, you know, if you say something and the other person doesn't understand, they're going to ask. And if they don't ask, then that's their loss. Exactly. No, this was great. I think we did a little bit of small talk in here too. I, I think I think so. Yeah, I think we did more, <laughs> more small talk in the warm up. But uh, <laughs> is, is there any more small talk you would like to cover? Do you want to run through a small talk scenario? For your listeners? Oh, let's do that. Yeah. So, hi, my name is George. What's your name? Oh, wait. First, I would like to know, where are we, George? <laughs> oh, that's very important. Yeah, because we talked about situation, right? Exactly. Where are we? Well, we can kind of tie it up, tie it in with what you do. So let's say okay. we're at the Freiburg English Entrepreneurs Meeting, okay. something like that. Yeah, the English-speaking right? Entrepreneurs Meeting. Exactly. That sounds great. Right. Okay. So that's where we are. And we're meeting for the first time. So I imagine since you're the moderator, you yes. need to ask me. That's right. <laughs> who I am. <laughs> okay. So I'll say, hello, welcome. My name's Ashley and I'm the moderator of the English Speaking Entrepreneurs Club. Welcome. Can you tell us your name and a little bit about yourself? Hello, everyone. My name is George. I'm originally from Canada. I've been living in Germany for about six years now. And I came here because I married a German woman. Oh, fantastic. I, I also came to Germany because my partner is German too. How long have you been here for? So for six years now, uh, my wife is from Hanover. So I lived there for two years and uh, for the last four years here in the South, in the Black Forest region. Okay. My favorite part of Germany. Oh, right. I, I've never been to Hanover, so I have nothing to compare it to. But you, you would take Freiburg over Hanover? Any day of the week. Yeah. Any day of the week. Uh, the weather is so much better here in the South. Agreed. And the mountains are beautiful. Whenever people ask me, George, why did you move to the South? Mountains. Like that's and, the answer. You know? <laughs> the mountains, yeah. And yeah. Where, where are you from in Canada? Did you also, do you also have mountains? Exactly. I'm from the West. Okay. I'm like close to the Rocky Mountains. Right. So whenever I see mountains, that connects me to home. 
Okay, nice. I'm I'm similar in the sense where uh, I'm kind of from Maine, and so end of the Appalachian Trail, and so being in the mountains and in the woods, having all that green around me, and just the pine trees too, it does it gives me a sense of home as well. Yeah. yeah. But have you always lived in the Freiburg region, or did you live in any other part of Germany before? I've only lived in the Freiburg region. I've traveled over to Bavaria and up to Bremen and Hamburg, but nothing in between, <laughs> at least not yet. Exactly. No, <laughs> yeah. you came to the right place. Mm-hmm. Right, I, I think so too. It's, it's a beautiful area. Well, yeah. welcome to the meeting today. Um, what is it that you do for work? So I'm a business English teacher. Oh, I fantastic. help Germans improve their communication skills so that they can communicate when dealing with international clients. That's feel great. confident, right? So more than grammar and vocabulary, what I'm trying to help people is become more confident when speaking English. Mm-hmm. Well, I look forward to introducing you to some of our other entrepreneurs, and hopefully you'll be able to connect with them and share services and experiences. Perfect. Yeah, thank thank you. you for joining us. So it's not too difficult. No. The, 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 the whole idea is just kind of going, okay, George has given me this little bit to grab onto mountains. Okay, what can I say about mountains? And then mm-hmm. just going back and forth. Mm-hmm. That's all. And I you have pong. to draw. From I like your, ping pong. Yeah, it's that ping pong effect, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you draw from your own experiences too. Exactly. So, can you tell us a little bit about where we can find you online? Most certainly. If we want to connect with you, right? And and make small talk with you. Where <laughs> can we do that? Well, I am an active LinkedIn user, so people are welcome to look me up on LinkedIn. I can't think of my link off the top of my head, but I can send it to you, George, so you can put it in your show notes. Exactly. Yeah. I'll put that in the show notes. And uh, you are also welcome to look me up on the Carl Schwartzhaus website. My information's on there as well. So if anybody's interested in the English Speaking Entrepreneurs Club or the German American Business Community, I'm also in charge of our filmmaking club too. So (laughs) I wear many hats. Exactly. So I'll put all of that information in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you for having uh, me. Hopefully we can do this again in the future. I plan on it. That was my interview with Ashley. I like episodes with fellow English teachers because they speak clearly and that makes it easier for you guys to understand. But I also think it's important that you get used to listening to natural English from non-teachers. Pay attention to the language level under every episode so you can see how difficult that episode will be to understand. Today's audio message comes from Jacob. Hi, George. I'm Jacob. I'm 12 years old and I listen to your podcast with my mother. I do that to become better in English for school. I really like your podcast. Thanks. Receiving this message really made me smile. Thank you, Jacob. I encourage you to continue improving your English because it will help you connect with people all around the world. When you really think about it, it's crazy to know that these interviews I record are being listened to by hundreds of people of all ages. I thank each and every one of you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. If there's anything I can do better, please send me a message. If you enjoyed this episode, share my podcast with one of your friends today. If you want to support the podcast, consider leaving a tip. That's it for this episode. Also, bis nächstes Mal. Bye.